Eric Clapton is wonderful tonight, and we fly like a Lindale Eagle tonight on Rocks and Dirt. along with Todd Rinley and Steve Graham. Bum, 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 bum. I feel free. <laughs> Tonight, I do feel free. We are going to need a, a series. We're going to need a month of podcasts to cover tonight's topic. It's Eric Clapton, who goes all the way back to 1963. If you want to get honest about it, the Yardbirds, he joined at age 18 with them a couple of years. And Steve, he was with a different band just about every year in the 60s. It seems seems like it, yeah. Well, uh, or maybe two or three years, sometimes a year, sometimes two years, sometimes three. Yeah, Yardbirds, 63 to 65. Uh, And then when they started playing pop, what he considered pop and more popular mainstream music, he got out. Yeah, he wanted to play the blues. The other guys wanted to have some pop success and uh you know like the beatles and the rolling stones and yeah and the animals and, and they uh so he played it frowning is what you're saying he wasn't i happy. guess so yeah <laughs> there's no solo it's just yeah some... that was a big hit for him right here's a blues song more of a blues song out of the Yardbirds. uh good morning little school girl yeah it's the sunny okay. boy williamson tune sunny boy williamson one that's how they started off then kind of a blues cover band of sorts yeah they had the harmonica player uh and singer keith ralph and and uh, well, Jeff Beck actually replaced Eric Clapton when he left, and he stayed with him for a couple of years, and they had more hits. And when was Jimmy Page in the Yardbirds? Jimmy Page actually, I read in the Jimmy Page book. Jimmy Page was asked to replace Eric Clapton, but he turned it down because he was doing studio work, uh, and he didn't want to go on the road. Uh, and I think he may have recommended Jeff Beck because they were all friends; they all knew each other. Friends and rivals, you know, friendly so rivalry. So Yardbirds made quite an impact in the mid-60s there, yeah. a relatively short period of time. And Beck and Page were in the Yardbirds for a short time together, but I don't, I don't think all three of them weren't together in the Yardbirds at the same time. So Clapton leaves uh, the Yardbirds in 65 and joins John Mayo in the Blues Breakers. Yeah. I don't know much about that. John Mayo was probably the one of the the forefathers or kings of uh of the British blues movement in the early and mid '60s, uh, and he he had great guitar players. After Clapton left, he had Peter Green, and after Peter Green, Peter Green, a teenage Mick Mick Taylor. Peter, uh, tell us about Peter Green. That name sounds. Well, after Peter Green left, he formed Fleetwood Mac with the bass player that okay. played bass with John Mayall. That was John McVie, one of the original a very Fleetwood young John Mac McVie. guys. Okay, yeah. so he plays bass on this album too. So what do you got here, Todd? This, this is Hideaway. Hideaway. I'm sorry. <laughs> Freddie King song. That's okay. Clapton. Okay, so we don't know why he left John May on the Blues Breakers, but he did about a year later and, came and joined, uh, formed Cream. Now he's starting to get big. Now he's getting. Now he's becoming. They were kind of the first super group. Yeah. And the first power trio. Jack Bruce, Ginger Baker. Uh, 66 to 68 with Cream. Yeah. Uh, Sunshine of Your Love. What else we got here? White Room. Oh, I'm still on um, May All here. There's I'm plenty, of, yeah, plenty of ground to cover. It's a cool album. He was the first to have that big blues, that big uh, Les Paul tone. He let he let Eric sing this one. Yeah, he sang this one song, the Robert Johnson song. It's the first time he sang lead on a recording, I think. 
I'll be the Blues Breakers album. Were you talking about cream? So we sorry. move on to cream. It's 60, uh, 66 to 68. Uh, how many albums that is, but uh, a couple anyway. Uh, White Room, Sunshine of Your Love. I Feel Free. <laughs> yeah. Badge. Oh, Badge. Yeah, co-written with do we do George badge? Harrison. We did Badge. We, we do, do Badge. Yeah. badge. Oh, look. I got, I got two... Two things playing at once. <laughs> How do you do that? <laughs> I guess because I'm good. I don't, yeah, know. I don't know. That's amazing. <laughs> and this is Jack Bruce, the bass player, singing on this. He sang most. Oh, of it songs. is. Yeah. But Clapton with the wah wah guitar. But Clapton sang Badge. Yeah. Hey, you know, I heard a story one time about Badge. Um, it's supposed to have been Bridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of them read it wrong. They said, is this the bridge? Or is it, well, this is badge. No, this is bridge. Oh, okay. They call it badge. badge. Never says badge in the song. Co-written with George Harrison, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. And he plays rhythm guitar on it. George Harrison does. Very cool. These lyrics make no sense either. <laughs> Interesting that he was such good friends with George Harrison when they... Kind of had the same wife off and on there. Yeah. Right? Uh, Patty Harrison, um, first married to George, then later married uh, Eric Clapton. And speaking of George, Clapton sat in on George's song on the Beatles' White Album, While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Uncredited. And, and he uh, played I mean, the, everybody knows it now. The, the famous lead guitar part on that. Yeah, uncredited, yet everybody knows about it. Amazing solo. Yeah, name this yeah, we're one. Go, we're going to do a number, new number. Oh, it's live, look at this. Done, got together. Called uh, Can't Find My Way Home. Oh, that's Brian Faith. That's Steve Winwood. Steve Winwood, yeah. I've never seen this. So that's next, 1969. We've moved right along. This is probably their Hyde Park concert in Blind, 69. I've never seen this. Blind Faith. Ginger Baker played Blind Faith, too. I could tell by the way he's playing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is probably the most popular Blind Faith song. Steve Winwood, man, yes. he's a great singer. Yeah, written and sung by Winwood. Uh, I saw him. Work. Did you see him? Mm-hmm. Well, I forget who. Uh, it was Tom Petty and Steve Winwood, and he didn't have a bass player. Really? He did, I don't think he had a bass player. I think he, he played organ, left, organ bass. Yeah, he played left hand bass. A mm-hmm. Scotty G thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so cool, man. So you were talking about Patty. Patty Harrison. Harrison. And uh, so that was a uh, that was a uh, Derek. Was that not Derek? And Who was that? Was that Cream? When they when he did uh, Layla. Layla. Layla and Bill Bottom Blues are about her. They're uh, that's the Derek, Derek and the Dominoes. So that came yeah, after Blind Faith. This month. So that's yeah that moves right along from where we were '69 and Blind Faith. Now we're at 1970 and Derek and the Dominoes. Derek was Eric. They just, he, just wanted, he didn't want to use his name. He, he wanted to see people would buy it. He didn't want to say Eric and the Dominoes. It didn't sound right. So <laughs> yeah, Derek, and the Derek and the Dominoes. I think the record company put a sticker on there saying Derek is Eric. You know, just to make yeah. people know, hey, this is an Eric. It's Eric Clapton, man. Dwayne Allman put on this too. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so this was about Patty. Yeah. She had yeah. a few songs written about her. Yep. Something. Something is about Wonderful her. Tonight. It's also about Bell her. Bottom Blues. Yeah. 
He was pursuing her then. And right here. This song was about his frustration of the pursuit, I guess. You know, it can be quite frustrating. He sounds frustrated <laughs> on both of, both of those songs. They're great songs. Yeah. The angst. Angst, yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> So, so then he goes solo, and, and here we go. I mean, I counted. This is just a, a quick count. 23 albums with bands. 23 solo albums. That's not counting collaborations and different, uh, you know, basement prolific. tapes. And, oh, my goodness. You know, we're, Even we're talking, recently. We're talking you know, 57 years or so at this point. Uh, he struggled with addictions, alcoholism, uh, heroin, cocaine, Almost, almost got to the bottom. He said the only reason he didn't kill himself because he knew if he was if he was dead, he wouldn't be able to drink anymore. <laughs> I never heard that. So they had to, they had to drag him to rehab. Uh, He's been clean since the eighties, I believe. Yeah, and then the nineties was tears in heaven. He tragically lost his four-year-old son to a, an accident. Well, I messed up your little. I think what it rain was on there too. That's right. This is just a it's an Eric highlight reel because there's just so much to cover. <laughs> there's a lot, and all to say, uh, Eric Clapton is uh, one of the all-time influential guitarists. In fact, let's do our weekly Rolling Stone review, shall we? Uh oh. See what Rolling Stone has to say about the top 100 guitar players of all time. Eric Clapton uh, does not finish at number 10. That would be uh, Pete Townsend. Number nine would be Dwayne Allman. Number eight is Eddie Van Halen. Seven, Chuck Berry. Six, B.B. King. Five, Jeff Beck. Four, Keith Richards. Three, Jimmy Page. And two, Eric Clapton. Okay. Number two. And who's number one? Hendrix. Jimmy Hendrix. All right. Very good. Clapton is at two. Yeah. Uh, Rolling Stone, all-time 100 guitar I, I like the list. Jeff Beck, you know. Yeah. One of my, Jeff, one of my, Jeff Beck replaced him in the Yardbirds. Jeff Beck and Jimmy Page are always neck and neck in my book. I'm always trying to figure out which one I like the best. Yeah. But it Clapton being at two, that's okay. Yeah. Since we're talking about Clapton. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of his night. <laughs> and he's not just a blues purist anymore. He goes back and does a blue, all blues album every now and then, but he he's done... Uh, you know, down kind of countryish stuff yeah. and and R and B, very versatile. I think. Yeah, and just a, a, a very uh, organic guy. From, he always seems know. to be going back to the blues. Though, yeah, like. they call him Slow Hand. Uh, he's just got a handle on it. He's just got a, a feel for it, doesn't he? No doubt about it. So we uh, we get to do some Eric Clapton. We we do Crossroads and Badge and Bell Bottom Blues and Wonderful Tonight and just just to name a few. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you one. Lay Down Sally was one that I always wish we we could do. Yeah. Uh, maybe one of these days. Listen to this. Yeah, yeah okay. It's got an interesting rhythm. Slow hand, probably from 77? Yeah. Now, um, Lay Down Sally. see, he was getting into country at this time. Yeah, he's, he's hanging around in Tulsa. Tulsa time. In Tulsa time. A lot of the, the guys in his band were from around Tulsa. And so, Jeff Beck, <clears throat> one of my other favorites, and Jimmy Page, one of my other favorites, as previously mentioned. They came and visited him with him. Are you aware of this? I don't think I've heard this one. No, this is. I'm. I'm pretty sure this is true. But anyway, they came. <laughs> they came to see him, and they said, "Dude, you got to stop it with this country stuff." Oh yeah. I need to look that up. You, have you heard this story? I've heard he, he got a lot of flack from from the old from his rock friends and from critics. Said, "Why are you doing this? You're a great rock blues player. You don't get back to." And he got back to in the '80s. He got back to playing some great, some versatile, very versatile. I think this. I remember when the song "Forever Man" came out. Yeah. And had that. 
killer solo that just when you hear when you hear that solo it's like wow eric clapton's back yeah. and that was this first song where, where everybody was saying oh he's back his guitar is back it was a really cool piercing solo which solo was that forever man in the 80s, 80s. Yeah. Yeah. didn't we do that we did a long time ago maybe we can bring it back <laughs> so much to choose from and we didn't do it the other night no, we did it. We forgot did it. about it. I just thought about it a couple of seconds ago. <laughs> I forgot that we played it. Yeah, we did a Clapton tribute, uh, and we didn't play Forever Man. Wow. Well, as is in the Tuxedo Cats, the same is in Rocks and Dirt. So many songs and so little time. Hard, hard to beat. Okay. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Well, I know we got our... plans for Thursday, but we got to throw that down there. We got to throw that down. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, speaking of Thursday, as we wrap up our Eric Clapton tribute, uh, we pause for station identification. This is the Tuxedo Cats Podcast Network. Tuxedo Cats will be playing this Thursday night at the Crazy Cajun. I believe our featured artist will be ZZ Top. So ZZ we will Top. be sure to get a couple of Eric Claptons in there as well. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> featured on Rocks and Dirt. Yeah. Yes, we have done that. So we're crossing over a little bit here. We're good. Some of our Rocks and Dirt um, mixed in with our Crazy Cajun tributes, and we're glad to do it. Uh, go to thetuxedocats.com for uh, complete schedules and uh, updates and news from uh, your favorite band on Rocks and Dirt. Yeah. Steve's got a great Billy uh, voice. And, uh, you know, Billy could be really low or he could be really high. Yeah. And he got lower as he, got, he's, as he yeah. gets older. And uh, Steve does a lot of that really good lower stuff, and I do some of the higher stuff. And then you got one or two that you throw out there, and it's going to be fun. I mean, just to say we're doing all the ZZ Top tonight because we we could get, play ZZ Top. We're not really home. sure how many that is. We'd have it's to sit a down and, and I bet it's shot it down, but I bet there's a half, almost a dozen, if yeah. not. Well, yeah. it's the Deguayo album itself. We do a lot from that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I like the old stuff. Yeah. Of course, you like the older. Oh, I do too. Yeah, by far. Uh, the two I like is. Um, Deguelo and yeah, El, Loco. El Loco. Those are my El two Loco. favorite albums. Of, and I like they're Trey probably Sombra in my top. Fandango. They're in my top five or six albums ever. Yeah. You know, yeah. and Real Grand Mud, the second one recorded in Tyler, Texas, at Robin Hood's studio. So we're happy, that one. we'll be happy to see you at the Crazy Cajun, and then uh, and then we're we're going to do the uh, disco night again uh, on Saturday night. Kilgore and uh, Kilgore at the back porch. Uh, and uh, that's going to be good. Uh, we're going to this time we're going to we're going to throw the disco down, but then we're going to you know do a country tune and we're going to mix it up a little bit better instead of it all being four solid hours of disco. <laughs> <laughs> it just might kill somebody. Yeah, somebody yeah, could get hurt. That'll know. be that'll be Saturday the twenty first, and then of course our gig uh, over there at uh, at uh, Crazy Cajun will be Thursday the nineteenth, November nineteenth. No Starts disco at six six thirty. What did you say? No disco at the Crazy Cajun. No disco that night. I don't think so. Nobody will be be harmed. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Glad that you've joined us tonight as we shift into the dirt portion of Rocks and Dirt. And we're talking sports. We're talking football. We're talking East Texas high school football. And the Lindale Eagles are flying high. I think I saw that they were like 6-2 and in the league or in their division. Um Anyway, they've been pounding some of their opponents, and they uh, just this past week won. I guess they're the first round of the playoffs against. Is it Vidor? Vidor. I think it's Vidor. Yes. Vidor. Darth Vidor. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, they took care of business that night, and they are in. The, they are in the hunt. So it looks like their next opponent will be Needville. 
Needville. Needville. Yeah, but now we're talking little towns in Texas I've never even heard of before, but this is what happens with high school football. But they beat Darth Vader. They, yeah, yeah, they, they beat Well, Vider. they should, yeah. <laughs> the Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Well, Joel is a coach over there, and I've had Joel. <laughs> That's cool. Did you do that? <laughs> I can do it with his mic. Just get it right in the mic. Uh, I, uh, we've had Joel on a few times, and he loves to talk about f- uh, football. Foosball. Foosball. You playing a foosball? No, Joel is your nephew. Time. Yes, he's my nephew, and um, and he's a coach over at Lindale now. Yeah. So um, The Flying Eagles. Yeah, and he's very proud. Uh, this year, they're doing uh, they're doing great. Let me Flying see high can, again. See if I can get things going <laughs> on here. <laughs> See if we can get Joel on the line. Hello, Joel. Are you there? Yep. Hey, Joel. It's Mike and Todd and Steve from Rocks and Dirt. Uh, thanks for uh, jumping in on with us this morning. We understand the Eagles are doing quite well. Yeah, we uh, just finished up with our by district playoff game. And you beat uh, Viter. Is that what, how you Vider. say? Viter. Yeah. Yes, sir. What was the score of that game? Twenty nine thirteen. They uh they scored you know a garbage time touchdown in the final seconds that you know gave yeah. the thirteen was a twenty nine seven. So the score isn't indicative of the game's uh, pace and uh, and the kind of the way it was flowing overall. Yeah, uh, Viter runs a slot T offense, which is generally they hold the ball for a majority of the game, or at least they try to. That's how they win games. Uh-huh. And so like they had a thirteen minute drive. Oh. <laughs> like literally a 13 minute play clock drive wow. it was like 20 plays and that was what they scored on ball okay. control you, know, now, you guys uh, you've only had a couple of setbacks all season long but uh, you're like 10 and 2 or something aren't you yeah we've had uh you know we've had a couple injuries uh you know dating back to the first first game of the year we lost our star D tackle you know on a punt uh so we've we, he's been gone and then we might have just lost, you know, a, a pretty key important player in our defensive end. Uh, but, you know, next man up, we're, they're all prepared for it. So we'll you just guys see what step up. So your next opponent is Needville? Needville, yes, sir. Uh, that's uh, the weekend of the 19th through the 21st. What, what yeah, we play, them, uh, we play them on Saturday at 2 o'clock and Brian. Man, it's a big time for you guys. It's a, it's a, it's a memorable season. And uh, there's a couple got a couple levels yet to go, but uh, you guys got a good shot. Going all the way. When, yeah, uh, when do you guys play? In, uh, we play in Brian. Uh, Brian has the, I believe. Uh, but no Lindell football team has ever made it past the second round. And this is so, the second round we're talking about coming up, right? Yeah. So I mean, yeah. we're we're they're looking to make history. I mean, these kids they got one got gold mine, and that's bringing home another gold ball. Yeah. yeah. That's what we preach in all all district is you know keep bringing home gold balls. We brought one uh, for the district, which hasn't been done in eleven years. And then we brought home the by district and hoping to bring up, bring home the area. Boy, what's been uh, the biggest surprise for you? If you start from the beginning of the season till today, what what really has come forward and come on strong that you didn't? You know, that you see like I, just me being kind of like a uh, you know new young coach, you know, still trying to learn everything. It's been kind of the youth. Uh, we have a lot of youth in a lot of key positions. Did you say youth? Yeah. Uh, you know, our starting right tackle is a sophomore. Our starting center is a sophomore. Two of our corners are sophomores. You know, uh, one of our starting D tackles is a sophomore. You know, it's just, you know, young kids stepping up and playing really good football for us, which is good now, but it's going to be great, you know, two, three years down the road when they're seniors and, 
you know, balling out like they are now, it's just you can't even imagine what they're going to do when, you know, a couple, couple years down the road and have some experience and more coaching and growth under their belt. I so. noticed that Chapel Hill is on there. Yeah, uh, there's, there's, yeah, there's a chance you guys could play Chapel Hill. Yeah, yeah, there is a chance we play them in the third round, and, you know, we beat the tar out of them, you know, because they're in our district. Now, wait just a minute. Mike, now, don't you – don't you have some experience with the Chapel Hill football? Uh, my kids went to Chapel Hill, and so you know here here you have Lindale and Chapel Hill and Kilgore. Uh, there's East Texas is famous for having a good representation in uh, East Texas or in uh, yeah, high school Kilgore. football playoffs. So oh yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. It looks like there's five games to go, right? You got to win five more games to go all the way. Yeah, so it's five so, games to stay, and then to Wednesday you got to win six. Yeah, so. It's a long you know, road. We're looking, we're, looking, we're looking to play football through to December. So that's that's our ultimate goal. Wow. Yeah. December what? 17th all would the, be a district. Or, I mean, not district, state. State. Yeah. All the best to you. Yeah, of course, injuries are a, a part of the game, but uh, the guys who step up and fill those holes are the ones who, who persevere. Here's another another interesting fact. Uh, you could possibly play Lampasas. And you used to live in Lampasas. I so, did, yeah. Yeah. So. Man. It's a small – no, it's not. Texas is huge, man. <laughs> it's a yeah. billion teams. The, the uh, lucky thing for us is that we're in a different region. We're on the other side of the bracket of all those big Texas schools like Argyle, uh, Middle Othian, who we played at the beginning of the year, um, you know, all the really big schools that you hear about. Luckily, we will only have to play one of them, so that will be decided for us, and that will be at the big game. So, you know, we won't really have to worry about those yet. We sure do appreciate you coming in. Uh, love having you join us uh, from time to time on Rocks and Dirt. And all the best of luck to you guys. It's exciting to see uh, what's going to happen with the Lindale Eagles this year. Yes, sir. I hope when we bring back another gold ball this week and we can talk about it more next Monday. All right. Well, I hope that we get to talk about it again next um, next Monday. Thank you, Joel. All right. Thanks, Joel. Yes, sir. Thank you, Joel. Right, bye-bye. bye-bye. That about wrap, wrap it up for this week's Rocks and Dirt. Thank you for joining us. As always, go to the TuxedoCats.com for uh, information about your favorite podcast band. And uh, you can find out more about the, the podcast known as Rocks and Dirt. For Todd and Steve, I'm Mike. Thank you so much for joining us, Lois. We're coming, I'm coming home to see you. Everybody say bye. Bye-bye. Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush.